ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, September 19th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock, taking your phone calls and texts. The phone line, when I'm able to get to it, it is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, which I'm able to get to all the time, is 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. This is our, our. I would call this the final day. We look back at Marshall's loss against Bowling Green. This is sort of our. Let's put it to bed. Show. Can we do that? Can we agree on those terms today? Let's put it to bed. So I'll get your text in. I'll, I'll hear what you have to say a couple of days later after the fact. If you're a fan of, of pro football and you were thinking, hey, at least I've got pro football to make me feel better. And if you're a fan of the Bengals, the Steelers, or the Cleveland Browns, it didn't help. So we've got this day to just kind of decompress. And we're going to hear from Coach Huff in just a few minutes. I was on the Sunbelt Media availability earlier today, so had a chance to listen in on Coach Huff, ask a question get his thoughts on we're looking ahead to Troy now and so we've got Troy coach John Sumrall also and had a chance to maybe get a a quick glimmer a kind of glimpse into his mind just kind of see what he's thinking as far as Marshall's concerned because Appalachian State could have gone down to defeat if it wasn't for last second heroics and the Mountaineers defeat Troy 32 to 28 now and a big day for the Sun Belt in Boone right now. App State's probably the darling of ESPN because you got college game day going in. It's a great crowd, great atmosphere. And then you get an amazing game like App State and Troy. So Troy's trying to bounce back. App State's trying to keep that momentum moving forward while Marshall's just trying to pick up and go and get the next game. There were some interesting contests in the Sun Belt. Some games that I didn't think that would end in victories. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I had Marshall getting beat um, maybe two times this year. 10-2 and two is sort of what I was thinking. Just kind of, all right, if, if you're going to guess the record. I did not have Bowling Green as one of those teams. I was thinking Notre Dame maybe and possibly Appalachian State. Maybe Louisiana. One of the conference teams would get the herd for sure just because it's hard to go undefeated. You know, 9-3 and three was maybe – I was willing to go 9-3. and three. Just early in the season, early – okay. If I had to guess, you can't win them all. 10-2, 9-3, that's maybe what the record may be. And I didn't have Bowling Green beating the herd. It wasn't lack of respect for Bowling Green. It's just I thought Marshall would be the better team going into Bowling Green and – Put all that history aside. Put all that history aside. This is a different football team. Well, you go in and you lose this one. So it was an interesting postgame we had Saturday night. If you were with us, you, you know what it was like. We had some interesting callers and texts come in, and you can do that as well. Just kind of get it off your chest. Again, it's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255, but... Coastal Carolina defeating Buffalo 38-26. That was a close one. 
number 17, Baylor, defeating Texas State 42-7. Virginia defeating Old Dominion 16-14. So I think that bodes well for Old Dominion season. Very competitive so far. UCLA uh, shouldn't have, but defeated South Alabama 32-31. So on almost get for the Sun Belt there. South Alabama is a pretty good team. UAB defeating Georgia Southern 35-21. And I like UAB, but I was hoping that Georgia Southern would get that one just because now I'm in Sunbelt mode and I want to see all the Sunbelt teams win the non-conference games. So I was hoping that UAB would go down. I like UAB. I like their program. I like what they're doing. Georgia Southern, I was rooting just more out of I want to see Conference USA get beat by Sunbelt teams. I didn't get my wish there. Charlotte defeated Georgia State 42-41. Rice snapped a win streak and beat Louisiana 33-21. And then some of the rest of the scores, Memphis defeated Arkansas State 44-32. Southern Miss defeating Northwestern State 64-10. Good for them. And we expected this. Alabama defeating ULM 63-7. It was just the the Bowling Green game. I wasn't expecting it, and I should know better, only because I remember. But the argument was made this week. The team that is playing now, the team that's put together, gathering at the Shuey Building, was not the team that has gone into Bowling Green before and come out not the victor. 2010, it was the last time before the game on Saturday. I don't know what it is about Bowling Green. I just don't know. Now, some of that could be just the fact that Marshall did not have the program to compete back in the good old days. And Marshall had some recent success against Bowling Green, but there's that long-standing history of Marshall's going into Bowling Green and getting beat. And Bowling Green was a a much better program at the time compared to Marshall. It's fair to say that Bowling Green, maybe not the best program in the MAC right now, but still, as Bob Pruitt would say, they get scholarships too. I'm just going to use the Bob Pruitt quote. They get scholarships too. They give them out as well. So disappointing for you, I'm sure. It's always disappointing when the herd loses. Very disappointing. You want to win them all. You can't win them all, but you want to win them all. So I know it's disappointing. I know there was a lot of things uh, that came out. I felt it. Some of you expressed to me that this was everything that good happened from Notre Dame just went down the drain. Everything that was positive from Notre Dame is gone now. There's not attention. There's no more attention nationally. The pollsters aren't voting for the Thundering Herd. Marshall not receiving any votes. So on the cusp of being in the top 25 to not even receiving votes, some of you expressed the, I guess, displeasure because there was an access bowl bid waiting to happen. And, yeah, it's fun to talk about. I'll go along with that. It's fun to talk about. Hey, could Marshall run the table and get into the access bowl bid? Could it get – one of the New Year's Six Bowls. Not necessarily maybe the, 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 the playoff, but could it get a New Year's Six Bowl bid? And so 
a lot of things had to happen. Marshall had to go undefeated. That includes winning the East Division, winning the conference championship, and look good doing it as well. There are so many things that had to happen just to be perfect for Marshall to get that opportunity. Now, with an expanded playoff, there might be a little bit more room for Marshall to have a a misstep and still get in because you're going to expand the field. And that means you've got to be the highest-ranked conference champion. One of the six. You want to get the automatic. You want to get those first six slots. You've got to be among the six highest-ranked champs. So if the Sun Belt champion is ranked higher than the American or Conference USA, use that as an example, and then you get in. So you could have a, you could have a loss or two. You could have a blemish. And, of course, there's no such thing as a good loss. All losses are bad. You hate to lose, right? I think that's a fair statement. But it's not the loss that's bad. It's how you lost is maybe more important. That's the thing to say. It's how you lost. You know, did, you, did you give it your all and lose okay? Did you give your best effort and lose okay? Some of the things you kind of look for here. So there's a little bit more room for error. And Marshall might run the table the rest of the way. Who's to say that the herd won't? Maybe this game wakes a few players up, refocuses. Maybe that's a better word. Refocuses a few players. And you see this as, okay, we're not as good as we think we are. We're not as bad as we think we are, but we're not as good as we think we are. we gotta, we got to work every week. we got to apply the same level of focus and energy that we applied against Notre Dame. And talking to Coach John Sumrall from Troy earlier, he's he was naming names. He was dropping names, and he's prepped. He was ready to go. He knew players on Marshall's squad, so he's well-versed already on the core players of the Thundering Herd. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on, but I want to hear from you, so I'll keep the text line open this hour. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. But first up, when we come back, I've got Coach Huff. He talks a little bit about opening up and playing in the Sun Belt. talks a little bit about how good Troy is. And he talks about some of the things impacting the team, or at least how the teams responded. That was one of the things I wanted to ask, and so he told me how the team is responding. It might surprise you. you got to wait and find out because he's coming up next. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, September 19th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. We're trying to move on from the loss against Bowling Green and start looking ahead towards Troy as Marshall entering Sunbelt play. It's the first Sunbelt, official Sunbelt game. You've played teams from the Sunbelt before. And now you're actually playing a game in the Sunbelt. It's a conference matchup with Troy this week. Troy coming off a 32-28 loss at the hands of App State 
in dramatic fashion. The home game for Troy. So I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be great if you're a Troy Trojan. This is going to be a fun game, right? A lot of potential in this Troy team. Showed it could play with Appalachian State. Would like to now bounce back, taking on the herd. We'll see. We're going to find out Saturday. We've got it for you right here at ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. But Coach Huff speaking to the media earlier this afternoon, part of the Sunbelt media availability that I was part of. And Coach talked to us a little bit about, you know, he's moving on. Not like, hey, Bowling Green didn't happen. It's just, okay, it's, it's now Troy week. So that's what I mean by that. We're getting ready for Troy and getting into the Sun Belt. So this is going to be, you should be excited for this. Even though the Bowling Green game has probably got you deflated, you should be excited. Marshall is playing now its first conference game, its first game in conference as a member of the Sun Belt. And Coach Huff just talked about that a little bit and uh, alluded to how good Troy really is. I'm looking forward to um, our first um, Sun Belt conference uh, game. Um, this weekend versus a very good opponent in Troy. Coach Summerall has done a really good job um, coming in and getting that program going in the right direction. They do a really a lot of things um, on both sides, all three sides of the ball that are going to create some issues and challenges for us. Um, they play really hard on film. Um, offensively, they're doing a really good job of getting the ball to their players or their skill guys in space. Um, defensively, they're running to the ball. Um, they're physical. Um, they've got some really good players in the front and the back end. Um, so excited about the opportunity uh, for our first um, Sunbelt Conference um, game. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the challenge. So general statement, right? Just yeah, looking forward to playing. We're getting into it now. Let's let's get excited because Marshall's in the Sunbelt. This is it. This is the official Sunbelt game. First Sunbelt game. Not first game as a member of the Sun Belt, but first game, Sun Belt versus Sun Belt. So this is a big deal. One question that was asked of Coach was something that Coach Huff has talked about, identity. You know, going out and trying to establish the identity of this team. What's the identity of the Marshall football team? Is it based on wins and losses? Is it based on how the team plays? Is it based on how the team progresses. And Coach talked about that identity, the fact that how Marshall plays, how Marshall plays against Troy, or how this team plays after Troy, or plays after Bowling Green against Troy, every week's an identity test. And Coach explains a little bit further. We've talked about it each week. You know, each week is a test, and each week is an identity test, and each week is a little bit different. You know, um, the first week was, you know, were we able to focus and play with the right identity for 60 minutes? Um, the second week was going into a different environment and being able to play and um, establish that identity. Um, this last week was where we able to defend it, you know, what we established in the first couple of weeks. Um, and this one is going to be how are we able to rebound. You know, resilient teams bounce back uh, quickly. Um, other teams bounce back eventually, but resilient teams bounce back quickly. So we're going to have to be able to bounce back. Part of, you know, your identity is, is you got to defend it every day. And that doesn't mean that you win every game or every day that you go out there um, that you're able to defend it with the same type of intensity and, and, and focus, but it's that fight. It's that week, that daily, that hourly uh, fight that you got to do to try to defend it. And there's going to be things that 
um, knock you off course. There's going to be things that knock you down, uh, but you got to get up and keep defending it. So this is a really good opportunity for us. Um, test number three um, to, to, to go out and it's a different type of test, right? It's a different type of environment. Um, it's, it's a different opponent, obviously. Uh, we have different things that we've put on film now that teams expect. Um, so each week it kind of changes just a little bit, uh, but we talk about it daily. It's something that you got to defend. We got to do a great job of defending it today in practice. You know, guys are starting to get to that point in the season where you're not as fresh as you were um, in game one or two, and now you got to be able to defend that. You know, obviously we're getting into the school academic year. You got some classes going on now, so you're having the um, you know double duty where your class and student athlete and community service activists. Um, so it's it's a constant battle, and that's what we got to be able to do um, this week, starting starting with Troy. That's Coach Huff talking about weekly identity tests. And one thing I was curious about, and Coach was willing to share that with me, how this team responding? Talk about consistency. You talk about building a culture. So how's this team responding? You know, do you have to build them back up? You have to get them motivated. What do you need to do? Or how is this team responding? And do you need to do anything? And and he talked about the way that some leaders are stepping up some things that are going on, and it, it didn't have to be prompted. The fact that a lot of this stuff was starting before he even got into the locker room. So he talked about some of the voices that are, are stepping up and, and how this team is responding from not just responding after the loss you know, and maybe accusations or anything. It's okay. You know, this is what we did wrong. This is what we got to do to be better. And he explains. Some of the things that the fans and the media don't get to see, and you can kind of as a coach tell where you are as a team. Uh, when we went into the locker room um, Saturday, it was a different message coming from the players. Um, even after the game, before I got in there and got a chance to speak to the team, it, some leaders had already stood up and had said some things that are just different. Is, does that make sense? And that doesn't mean that you know we roll down the, the the rest of the schedule and win every game, but the culture is different. The identity that we're trying to create and own is different. Um, there were times before where you'd hit some some adversity, um, and and it kind of shatter your culture. You know, you kind of split the group. It'd be some some inner inner squad arguing, not necessarily arguing with each other, but just a competitive, you know, frustration. And, and we didn't have that Saturday. Um, Saturday we had a lot of competitive maturity. Uh, we had a lot of guys uh, repeating some of the things that we had talked about during the week. Uh, we had a lot of guys um, taking ownership of a poor performance. You know, we talked about teams that expect to win. That doesn't mean you win every game, but teams that expect to win or have that confidence, um, they own poor performance, right? And 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 Saturday night after the game, the the team, not just one guy or two guys or one unit or two units or coaches and players. The team, the entire organization owned poor performance and, and they stood up and said, you know, we got to be better. There's a lot of things that um, attributed to how we played and, and what went on in the game. Uh, but I think when we can get that competitive maturity, I think that's going to help us along the way because we're going to hit adversity again. I love to say that we'll never be in a situation where adversity doesn't strike. And I told them Saturday after the game, adversity doesn't always mean negative. Adversity could just mean managing 
the outside noise of, man, you're a really good team or, man, you know, you did a really good job in X, Y, and Z game or you've got so many stats or you're the player of the week for this conference or you got this award or, hey, man, you just ran for 100 and some odd yards. And adversity doesn't always mean negative. And, and what I told them was is we're going to hit adversity again. But the growth that we just showed um, in this locker room, not on the field, but in this locker room is going to help us handle that moving forward. So there's the positive takeaway. You want the win, but at the same time, there is the positive takeaway if that translates into future success for the Thundering Herd. Now, you know, last week we talked about Marshall going to Bowling Green and just the fact that the Herd can't win up there. It's very hard. And the question was floated different way, just the history Marshall's got a limited history with Troy. Troy's had some success against the Thundering Herd. And so you've got that history. Similar to last week, Coach Huff wasn't here when Marshall was playing Troy. These players weren't here when Marshall was playing Troy. A lot of you were here when Marshall played Troy last. I was here when Marshall played Troy last. And so we remember that. Coach Huff, not trying to disrespect that, but the fact is this is a team that is different than the teams that faced Troy in the past. you got to be aware of that stuff, but at the same time it doesn't necessarily have an impact on these players because last time we talked about it, Coach Help was right. A lot of these kids weren't even alive, weren't even born, or were just a few years old when Marshall last played in the Mid-American Conference. And Coach talked a little bit about that history with Troy and put that into a little bit more perspective. It's a little different in-house. You know, I know, and and respectfully, right, there's a lot of history and tradition here at Marshall. Um, There's a lot of games that um, the fans and the media remember uh, that went down to the wire, competitive battles. But the reality of it is none of those kids in the locker room were even born when these games happened. So it's a little bit different. Does that, that kind of make sense? And I don't mean to um, demean or belittle the history and tradition and some of the rivalries that the fans and, 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 and outside people kind of you know, engage in. But for the guys in the locker room, I mean, half of them weren't even born when Marshall was in the MAC. I mean, so it, it, it's, a, it's a foregone like world. Um, so it's, it's difficult as a coach to kind of – use that does that make sense like you know everyone talked about you know hey well when you go to certain places you know typically the record hasn't been good or you know it's 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 a it's a it's a hex there or a vortex there that you got to be careful of it, it really comes down to how well we prepare we didn't prepare with the same focus and we prepared well but they said it after they said it after the game we, we didn't have the same focus as we did a week ago that doesn't mean we had bad focus it just means it wasn't the same focus. In order to be consistent in your performance, you got to have the same focus week in, week out. So the team owns it. Didn't have the same focus going into the Bowling Green game. As Coach talked about a little bit of the history and where this game ended up. So he said it. You heard it. The team owned it. Did not have the same focus. So... What's the task for Coach Huff? Well, as he alluded to, you got to have the same focus. 
And as the head coach, he's got to be able to make sure that the team has the same focus. Part of that is me. I got to help you know them understand how to stay focused on the same pattern, not just, hey, we had a good practice. But are you watching the same amount of film? You know, are you um, taking the same amount of notes in meetings? Are you watching extra film? Are you getting with your coach to figure out, you know, some tips and tendencies on these guys? Um, do you have respect for your opponent? I think that's something that doesn't mean you disrespect your opponent. But obviously, when you see an opponent or an opponent gives, um, you know, the the film or the, the the lead up to be, you know, a good team, you know, on the road, Owen or one and whatever. Um, you got to have that same mentality. And what I'm doing in, in our program is we are building um, fierce competitors. And fierce competitors are able to compete and able to prepare and able to perform at the same rate because they're not really performing to the outside standards. Uh, we've got a lot of those guys. We need to continue to get more because everybody counts, right? Does the scout team come out with the same focus and intensity? Are they giving the same look? Are they uh, forcing you to actually you know, win the rep? Or are they kind of just going through the motions? All of those things kind of kind of ball into it. Um, I don't think we had a bad week last week, um, but I think after the game, guys were able to admit, you know what? I can be a little more focused than we were this week. And I think each week it gets a little more in depth, right? Now we've got three games to film, right, on, on out there, right? So now people can kind of get a gauge of who we are offensively, defensively, special teams. So now they're going to start to plan different. So I told our guys, you got to start to plan different. Like you're not going to be able to use the same release at wide receiver that you use in game one. You're not going to be able to use the same D-line rush move that you use in week two. You're going to have to continue to evolve. In order to do that, you got to continue to prepare at the right level. Coach Huff, his comments from his media availability with the Sunbelt Media earlier today. When we continue, we'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line open right now. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line, we'll start getting some of your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I've got comments from Troy Football's John Sumrall when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's our Monday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, obviously a, a Cowboys fan. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys beat the Bengals. It happened. Yep. Uh, Texter says, bottom line, this past Saturday, the herd got outplayed, outcoached, and hard to win with three turnovers. Hopefully, we bounce back this Saturday. It's very hard to win with turnovers. That's something we talked about on the post game. if you weren't with us here. You can't win. If you have committed three turnovers, you don't have any takeaways. If you're minus three in the turnover category, you're probably not going to win. You're absolutely not going to win. Key turnovers, crucial times, giving the ball back. No points off those turnovers because you lose possession. Yeah, you can you can look at this team and, and think, okay, Marshall had 338 yards in the air and Laburn had 158 yards um, on the ground. 
and Marshall falls in overtime. And what's the key difference here? Well, Marshall came out quick, came out fast. Next thing you know, 14 nothing, And then Bowling Green started to answer and to find ways to confuse the herd or confound the herd or slow the herd down. And turnovers didn't help that as well. So if you beat yourself, you have only yourself to blame. And it wasn't a fact that Marshall was just going to go out and roll this team. That wasn't a fact. It was Marshall should win this game. That was what we all thought. Marshall should win this game. The people that wear the Bowling Green colors maybe didn't get that memo, but the rest of us, yeah, Marshall should win this. The Vegas odds makers thought, hey, Marshall should win this. And the Thundering Herd came out early, and you thought, okay, Marshall's going to win this. And then you kind of self-destruct a little bit. So we're going to see what the response is against Troy on Saturday. And that's coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7, The Dog. I've got comments from Troy coach John Sumrall. He talked earlier today about how his team will bounce back. He wasn't just like pointing at Marshall and saying, we're going to bounce back against Marshall. But you, you lose a heartbreaker, a disappointing one for sure, 32-28. Hail Mary, get a couple seconds left on the clock. App wins, goes home happy, you don't. And now you got to bounce back, and it doesn't get any easier for you because you got Marshall. Marshall's coming off a loss against Bowling Green. So you're probably thinking, and eh, Marshall's going to come in here. They're going to be they're going to be mad. We're mad. They're going to be mad. Yeah, it should be a good football game. Two teams that probably are mad playing each other. But coach talked about how his team just addressing the media, how how his team's going to bounce back his disappointing loss and talks a little bit about Marshall. Very impressed with the thundering herd is coach John Sumrall. We'll bounce back. We'll respond. We don't have a whole lot. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. We're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. We play Marshall this week. Um, they're, they're, they're a really talented team on film. You know, they beat Notre Dame, and it wasn't by accident. They got really good players, man. When you watch Marshall on video, uh, I thought App was a, a really quality football team personnel-wise. We're getting to see back-to-back weeks, um, I think, high-level talent. So, um not sure who put the put who put our two crossover games on the schedule is Marshall and App, but they, they must have not liked us or something. But we're we're excited about the opportunity to play another good team two weeks in a row. And uh we got our work cut out for us. Our guys will be ready though. I don't think it's that coach. I think they like you. I think they like you. It's just Sunbelt is top to bottom pretty competitive. That's how good it is. You look at the league. Not too many games I can point to in the Sun Belt right now and go, okay, Marshall's just going to win that one. Marshall's going to roll that team. I can't really name that school right now. Not enough time in this league, but at the same time, I can't tell you. You know what? Marshall's going to roll South Alabama. No, they're not. South Alabama's pretty good. Uh, What if Marshall had to play Arkansas State? Well, Arkansas State's not bad. Lost to Memphis, 44-32. Not bad. See what I'm saying? It's tough on Troy, though, because Appalachian State now Marshall. And this is a game which has some air of excitement for Marshall because it's the Sun Belt opener. This is the game Marshall gets to play as 
it's a conference game. Not as a member of the Sun Belt, but as a conference game. That's the excitement here. You're opening up you're opening up league play now. Well, Troy's already done that. Troy's had the home opener, so no excitement there. Troy's had a league opener, no excitement there. And when Coach Summerall was asked about that, you know, what's the buzz? What's the excitement for this one? You know, especially with it being the conference opener. Coach basically threw cold water on that. It's business as usual for Troy and John Summerall. Well, it's not our conference opener. We played App State last week, so they're they're a conference game for us. So we've already had our conference opener. Um, so the energy is going to be like it should be every football game. You get 12 regular season opportunities. Um, you make the most of them. Thought we made the most of ours last week and just came up short at the end, how we executed the end of the game. Uh, Marshall's a good football team. They got a lot of pride in how they play. You know, like, like I said, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame, and it wasn't a fluke. I think they, they, they personnel-wise matched up really good or not better than Notre Dame. And so um, – it's not a home. It's not a. It's not an opener for us in anything. We've already played a home game. We've already played a conference game. So there's no opening anything for us. Doesn't matter. It's the conference opener at home for Troy. None of that. Not having that. Not hearing that at all. This is just business as usual for John Sumrall. So what stands out about Marshall? What in the eyes of Troy football? are you looking at when you describe Marshall? That was a question I asked of Coach Summerall. Hey, you know, what stands out specifically? You know, what do you see when you look at Marshall? Coach gave me a laundry list. Yeah, the quarterback's got a 77% completion percentage. Um, the running back's averaging, I think, 130 yards a game, and that's without Rasheen Ali, who led the country in touchdowns last year, and he got back to practice last week. Their O-line is huge. I mean, their, their size, their O-line, when you look at them across the board, 6'9", 6'7", 6'7". I mean, there's some big humans on that O-line. The receivers, number one, is electric. Uh, the Keaton kid, I mean, he is special. Number seven, the Gamage kid, um, big body guy who competes for the ball. Uh, so offensively, there's a lot of issues I just presented there. D, interior D-line, they're bigger than what we've played so far. They're bigger than Ole Miss or App State. So they're big interior D-line-wise. They've got a really good edge pass rusher, number 32. Um, number 20, they're Nickel, who's a transfer from McNeese State. He's as good of a defensive player as I've seen on video this year. Um, named Andre Sam. He, six-year player, really, really good player, man. Um, their corners are both good. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're personnel-wise, they got, they got an outstanding talent. Not going to be an easy task. Not an easy task. As I said, he gave me a laundry list. He broke it down pretty good. Like, hey, quarterback's doing this, receiver, running back doing this. He didn't He didn't have to look down at his notes too often. He was popping that off top of his head. So tell me Troy's not focused on Marshall. And I'm going to tell you, yes, Troy is focused on Marshall. We'll wrap it up when we continue. We'll get some more of your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304 304-396- 396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host. Thanks for tuning in. We are here every weekday, Monday through Friday. 
5 to 6 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Game days, of course, three hours before the start of Marshall football. And then we come on right after the game broadcast is over. So Saturdays will be your first word on the herd and will be your last word on the herd as well. So appreciate everyone who stayed up late with us on Saturday and appreciate everyone being here today. A couple of things before we call it a day. Football Offensive Player of the Week in the Sun Belt, Christian Horn from Appalachian State. Defensive Player of the Week, Nick Ross from Appalachian State. And Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, Natron Brooks, Southern Miss. So no one from the Thundering Herd getting a look at anything. I don't blame I don't blame them. Bengals. My beloved Bengals. My beloved Bengals. The first AFC team since the Denver Broncos in nineteen and ninety-nine to start with consecutive losses after going to the Super Bowl the previous season. The Broncos were coming off consecutive Super Bowl victories and started 0-4 and four after John Elway retired. 0-4. and four. I hope this is not uh, a omen of things to come for my Bengals. 0-2. The great thing about it is, even with the 0-2 start, the AFC North is garbage. So my Bengals have an opportunity to catch up. We'll see. I'm starting to cash checks already. I might have to I might have to borrow the balance later on. We'll see. Catch Bengals football all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. So, we'll be back tomorrow, get a chance to talk to coach Huff a little bit more looking more ahead to Troy. I'm sure there'll be a few things that will linger from the game against Bowling Green, but I am looking ahead to Troy. That is the opponent now for the Thundering Herd. It's also the first Sun Belt Conference game for Marshall, so that should be pretty exciting. And I know there's some disappointing feelings still going on around right now, and I get it. I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those. I just know that tomorrow will be Tuesday. We'll be on to Troy, the Thundering Herd, with its final road game of this three-game road series. Three games on the road before back home. Hopefully the Herd can finish out the uh, first part of the, uh, the road odyssey with a win. I think a lot of us were thinking 2-1 and one on the road, maybe. We just switched Bowling Green with Notre Dame. Can't win them all. You want to, but you can't win them all. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.